Missouri adds an offensive tackle from Trent Dilfer's old school. Plus, do we have the next Charles Harris on our hands? And of course, we got to talk Missouri, UCF hoops, including a miracle finish coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And yes, let's lead off with the, the breaking news here just a few minutes ago. It was made official by the man himself, Brandon Solis, a six foot eight. Three two hundred and sixty pound offensive tackle from Nashville. That's Lips Lipscomb Academy, in fact, where Trent Dilfer, the former NFL quarterback and now new coach at Alabama Birmingham at the FBS level. That was one of his players. Brandon Solis with a lot of decent offers. Mississippi State, Kansas, West Virginia among others, so a sought-after player without question. So this is a good add for Missouri this late in the process, I would say. Now, Lord knows, as I've said many times, I'm not the guy whose job it is or expertise it is to break down high school offensive linemen. That is not how I make my money. But suffice it to say, this seems like, just based on that offer list, again, a good get for this point in the process. Now, another guy Missouri just landed recently for that 2023 class out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Jordan, or perhaps Jordan Harris, a real interesting prospect here as well. He's listed at six foot seven, 230 pounds, played some tight end and defensive end as well at the high school level, but only one year of high school football. In fact, he was much more of a basketball player prior to playing his final year of high school as a football player. And and again, while doing so, picked up some pretty impressive offers, including the Vanderbilt Commodores, another SEC offer for him. Also Memphis, Air Force, South Florida, among his other offers. But of course, I have to say, Jordan Harris, Charles Harris, basketball, come on, you got to make that connection. Now, that would, that would be quite a lofty expectation to have for the young Mr. Jordan or Jordan Harris here. It's spelled J-O-R-D-O-N, which is why I'm questioning myself. But obviously an interesting pickup there. Looks to be a really good athlete and somebody, hey, if Missouri feels like they can develop defensive linemen, well, this could be a diamond in the rough. Now, in my previous episode of this podcast, I talked about Chris Abrams' drain officially returning to Missouri. Well, now we can say the exact same thing about Ennis Rakestraw, and that is just a great start for any defense, especially you give those guys another year of experience. Rakestraw will be another year removed from his ACL injury. I'm expecting those guys to be even better next year. For his part, Chris Abrams' drain 
Said he got a third-round grade from NFL scouts. Quote, most people probably would have went, but that's not where I want to be. So, obviously, Abram Strain thinks he can get better than the third round next year, and I'm inclined to agree. I, I think he's smart to bet on himself next year. A guy who really doesn't have that much experience playing corner. This is his first year playing as an outside corner in college football. Heck, give him another year. I bet he's even better with that much more experience. Again, same thing with Ennis Rakestraw as well. So, obviously, Missouri will need to fill a lot of holes in the front seven next year. A lot of a lot of productive players are not going to be returning, including Isaiah McGuire and DJ Coleman, among others. But again, Rakestraw, Chris Abrams drain, that's one heck of a start. Now I will say at times, for as good as Missouri was with its corners, you know, I think Tennessee in particular really exposed a bit of a weakness in the Missouri pass defense, and that was the safeties. And well, to be frank, that's a problem with a lot of college football. How, how many guys, how many safeties out there are really that great in coverage? It's a tough thing because you got to have, you have to be multi-dimensional and versatile at that position. I, I will say I'm interested to see Eli Drinkwitz brought up in his press conference this week that Josh Hibbler and Isaac Thompson, a couple of highly touted young players that have been on the roster this season. They're going to get some action, it sounds like, in the bowl game, second-string players for this particular game. So be interested to see those two guys in particular, what they can do. Also, some other young guys that will probably be getting some action in the bowl game, DJ Wezelak and Jamarian Wayne. Wayne moved from wide receiver to safety at one point this fall. Well, each had played in four games, which is generally the limit. But to the redshirt limit, that is, of course. But Missouri applied for a waiver for both guys to play against Wake Forest, probably for depth purposes. And that waiver, surprisingly, to me at least, was granted by the NCAA. So both DJ Wezelak and Jamarian Wayne will be suited out and probably playing a fairly significant role in that game, I would anticipate. And as I mentioned before, Drinkwitz did meet with the media yesterday and as you might expect, he was asked about Bush Hamden's departure. He is now the offensive coordinator for Boise State, and for the most part, Drinkwitz put a positive spin on the whole thing, not really acting like, ah, it's no big deal, I'm mostly just happy. He was acting happy to be back to what he loves to do, which is calling and being charge of the offense fully. But at one point, you know what? Drinkwitz asked about Brady Cook, hey, what kind of situation is this going to be? Is Brady going to be the starter, you know, unless something comes up, that type of thing? Well, in that moment, sure seemed like Drinkwitz may have let his true feelings drop just a little bit. Yeah, I'd say it's Brady's until. You could ask the quarterback's coach, but he's not here. (laughs) And coming up, of course, we have to talk about the miracle finish in Florida for Missouri. DeAndre Golston banks in a 35-footer at the buzzer before the Tigers. That's about as crazy of a buzzer beater as I've ever seen as a Missouri fan, no doubt about that. But so much more to get to with that game, and including some pretty wildly inconsistent minutes distributions by Dennis Gates so far. What do we think of him yanking around 
a lot of his players and their minutes. This isn't just an Isaiah Mosley thing. So let's get more into that. But first, I want to talk, of course, about our title sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. Well, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Well, that's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. And here's the thing. You've probably got a LinkedIn profile already if you're listening to this. Well, all you have to do is add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you are hiring. So many different tools, simple tools like screening questions. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors in the market. And again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the big stories in the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. That's Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get finer podcasts. And I think if you were asking Ronnie DeGray a question, And he had to be honest with you. I bet he'd be as surprised as anyone that he got the start in Missouri's last game. Because DeGray, well, he had found it rather difficult to get on the court for the most part early in this season. And yet, Noah Carter, along with DeAndre Golston, were sat in the game at the beginning of the game, the original starters. Well, perhaps Dennis Gates just didn't like what he saw from that group defensively. Who knows, but DeGray ends up actually playing the third most minutes on the team, playing 28 minutes, didn't do a whole lot offensively, but defensively and just in terms of hustle, I think he definitely added a lot. The one concern for me, though, would be that DeGray, you know, one of the best things about this team so far, in my opinion, they always have five guys who are a threat to score the basketball, and I just, I'm not sure that DeGray's game completely fits in within that mold. Having said that, though, I guess it worked out because, well, Missouri, while they completely got bogged down into a slow-paced basketball game, the kind of game that Central Florida wanted to play, and also despite the relative lack of possessions compared to most Tiger games so far this season, Tigers coughed the ball up 15 times as well. That's way too many turnovers for that slow of a game and really for any for any game in particular. But especially when, in general, you'd like to think that Missouri, in my opinion, has the ball handling advantage. Didn't really necessarily come to fruition in this game, but what did come to fruition, some really, really good shooting and shot making by the Tigers. When they actually got a shot up, well, for the most part, it went in. And I will say, here's something I've said, if you've listened to the show for a long time, One thing I'm a really big believer in is that uh, give me somebody who is more aggressive than maybe he should be, and I'm I'm more of a believer that it's easier to rein that person is 
than to take somebody who is a little bit scared and make them not scared. Well, in the Kansas game, DeAndre Golston almost made me have had me uh, eating those words at one point in the second half. He was just a little bit a little bit unafraid in a bad way. He was just like, hey guys, I got this. I'm going to make up the entire 25-point deficit myself. But you know what? Obviously, Golston hit the wild bank shot at the end. He apparently wasn't afraid to put that one up when he had to at the end. What, what else could he do? But to me, much more importantly, in that second half when Missouri had a bunch of lulls offensively, some big runs by UCF. If it weren't for DeAndre Golston and his ability to put the ball in the basket there in the second half, there's no way Missouri wins that game. And to me, impressively, for a guy who was sat, you know, it's it never feels good. I, I've had this happen before. It doesn't feel good when you're a starter and suddenly one game your coach is telling you, hey, actually, we're going to start somebody else this game. That never feels good. You can be as much of a team player as you want to be, but I promise you that DeAndre Golston and Noah Carter didn't want to hear that, but obviously Golston responded very well in the basketball game, and he deserves a ton of credit for that. But I will just say in general, other than Nick Honor and Demoy Hodge, by the way, Honor obviously played a, a fantastic game against UCF, knocking down five three-pointers, Perhaps all five in the first half, definitely four of them were in the first half. But other than Honor and Hodge, who absolutely knows what their role is on this team? I might have even said Trey Gomillion kind of knows what his role is. But again, he started in this basketball game after being the sort of do-it-all energy bench guy for the whole season and actually only played 10 minutes in this basketball game. So that was a bit strange as well apparently just felt like go million didn't have it in this one despite starting him again just a strange distribution of minutes even somebody like Kobe Brown and Noah Carter you know they're getting about 25 to 30 minutes a game generally but will Kobe Brown finish the game as one of the crunch time five because against UCF and against Wichita State well the last few minutes for the most part he wasn't always out there. So it's been interesting to see how Gates has used all of these different guys so far. At times, Sean East has been a big part of the offense, and then other times he was just kind of a non-factor, like against UCF, playing 13 minutes, just taking a couple shots and not really being overly involved in the game. So I don't know if you know, Gates just likes to ride the hot hand, apparently, at times. But, you know, this is the problem with having 10 guys who expect to play, or perhaps even more, because they're just, at times, obviously there's only one ball and five guys out there. So, almost without fail, somebody is going to be unhappy. Now, by the way, speaking of guys who maybe have been less than happy at times, what did we think of Isaiah Mosley's? Minutes. He certainly got off the bench, played 10 minutes in the ball game, including a long stretch in the first half. I, I would say it was an up and down mixed bag for Mosley. Some good, some bad. So let's talk more about Isaiah and the rest of the Tigers. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Yes, one of our finest and longest sponsors. And here's the deal with Bet Online. They've got you covered whether you're into college basketball, college football, the pro versions of any of that, 
soccer. Hey, how about that World Cup final yesterday, huh? But the combat sports, even esports, everything you could possibly imagine over at Bet Online, including scores, info, and even podcasts. Yes, they're trying to bogart into my podcast sports space, and I don't like it whatsoever. But you know what? These people have been so good to us over the years. We'll let it pass. But once again, for all your wagering needs, you got to head over to betonline.net where the game starts. Isaiah Mosley obviously is still trying to find his role on this Missouri basketball team. And one thing's obvious the shot just really hasn't started falling yet. Isaiah in 10 minutes goes 0 for 4. From the field, a couple threes missed. Looked like a couple floaters, I believe, as well, including a, a long one from the from the elbow about 15 feet away. I'm not sure that that's the shot that Missouri wants. But you look at the scoreboard, or the, the box score, excuse me, also four assists for Mosley. To me, he should just, at this point, when he gets in the game, focus on playmaking and just let the scoring come to him because it feels like just right now he's – really having a hard time figuring out what Dennis Gates wants from him offensively. When am I supposed to shoot? Do you want me to go one-on-one? Do you want me to dribble? What what do you want me to do? And, And to me, for now, I just think he should focus on getting other people involved. And then I think it'll be easy enough to be, it'll be obvious when he needs to shoot at that point. It'll just, the game will open up for him and it'll magically happen. To be honest, I, I despite those four assists and some good playmaking, you know, again, I just didn't love those minutes from Mosley. I really didn't. Hopefully, it'll get better because I think he's a really, really talented player. Obviously, and again, the playmaking part of it has been even better than I expected. So, the problem is, I just would have liked to have by this point. Again, I I, I know there are personal reasons probably for this and whatever. I'm just saying, in a perfect world. We would have already worked all of this out, but unfortunately still haven't quite figured out the balance for not only Mosley, but really our entire rotation outside of Hodge and Honor. Just a lot of question marks still in terms of roles here heading in to Bragging Rights, which let's face it, Bragging Rights is always a bit of a, a milestone for the Missouri basketball season. And speaking of Bragging Rights, you know, Illinois kind of off to an interesting start so far for sure one thing that should be good for the Tigers at least in theory Illinois 283rd in terms of turnover percentage they have a lot of guard of freshmen in terms of guards and ball handlers Missouri number one in steals percentage in the entire country according to KenPom.com so that's really something Missouri could take advantage of. If they can speed up a line, I get their freshman ball handlers. Maybe they'll be a little excited for this game. You never know. Although I said that for the Missouri-Kansas game, don't remind me. But again, hopefully we'll have obviously going to have a lot more in-depth analysis and preview of the Bragging Rights game as we go forward this week. And in terms of the in-game strategy that well, ended up with the game winner for Missouri. Gates said most coaches would have started fouling with about 30 seconds left, but he believed that if he got a stop and put UCF in scramble mode, it gave the Tigers the best chance to win 
at the end. Well, obviously it ended up working out. I'm not sure that that was the perfect strategy. Now I will say, I do think that coaches often foul too quickly. And especially with 30 seconds or so left, yeah, try to give it five to 10 seconds of a double team and a trap and get them, get to see if you can force a turnover before you start fouling immediately. But once it got to be about 20 seconds left in regulation, it was clear there's a six second difference in the, in the shot clock. I personally would have fouled. That's just me. But again, I do agree with Gates that, hey, Make them, you don't have to immediately foul, especially in the backcourt trap. Try to get a steal, especially since that's something that Missouri's really good at. But to me, I, I would have fouled there. And what you saw is the reason for that is even though Missouri obviously defended the play, got a rebound with about six seconds left or just under six seconds, they got off a bad shot, right? Even if Demoy Hodge doesn't fall down there. Missouri realistically is going to have a, a, a 35 foot heave one way or the other. We were just fortunate that Golston made an incredible shot and was straight on, quite honestly, to bank it in. So Missouri was fortunate there. They really were, but that's when you got to judge the process and not the result. And I just didn't think the process was that great. Finally, I will say defensively, it seemed like Missouri changed up. It's defense quite a bit more than what we've seen so far this season. The Tigers were in man. They were in zone. It seemed like at one point there was a matchup zone thrown in there, maybe a 2-3 or a 1-3-1. It wasn't even totally clear what Missouri, what type of zone Missouri was in, but the bottom line is they changed it up, and I thought the confusion on defense, work to Missouri's advantage. While UCF knocked down a good percentage of its three-pointers, inside the paint, they weren't very good. Missouri was able to stifle them. For a team that doesn't have a lot of traditional rim protection, thought they did a good job of just hounding and hassling UCF in the paint, including Taylor Hendricks, who was just 4 of 10 from the field in that ball game. So, a good plan, I thought, by Gates and Missouri defensively that paid off. And, well, considering how Missouri was carved up, its man-to-man defense was carved up by Kansas, you might want to change it up a little bit more going forward. So, with all that being said, thanks so much for joining me here on Locked on Mizzou. And, all as always, check out for your second listen, Locked on Sports Today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from the round the sports world in 20 minutes get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders that's locked on sports today podcast available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts so until next time i'm john miller and this has been locked on mizzou 